Let's take a quick All look right. at weather and see what Mother Nature has in store for us. Today, 53 degrees. Tonight, drop back down to 36. And tomorrow, another beautiful day, 48 degrees. Right now, it is 34. And just a normal, regular stop and go going down to 70. Internet, everything looks free and clear. All right. Thanks, Guy. And we are feeling fun on the Mason-Dixon line. And one of the things we laugh about sometimes is uh, people bringing samples and so forth. And as you heard, I've got the big Cork Vineyards uh, coming in this morning. And he is here now. And good morning, Dave. Thanks for coming in. Hey, Rod. Great to be here. Thanks oh. for having me. <laughs> Great. Well, one of the things we laugh about is, you know, about bringing samples and so forth. And one of, the, one of my lines is always, well, you know, if you don't start drinking in the morning, you can't drink all day. <laughs> so, so, so when you said, uh, hey, Rod, do we want to open this up or not? <laughs> well, I knew it's a little early in the morning, so that's why I brought white wine instead of red. <laughs> that, that is all way cool, way cool. So, well, uh, I don't think we're going to open that. Just <laughs> It's a little early, and if we start spreading that down to the other jocks down the way here, uh, the station will be a little lively this morning when the staff starts rolling in here. They'll wonder what we're on, because I've got... I've got uh, another uh, feel-good person coming in after. I've got Kelsey Umber- Umbel coming from uh, above the clouds after you, Dave. And uh, <laughs> we could really have a good time between uh, between wine and uh, CBD and some uh, additional medicinal purpose <laughs> stuff here. So we could be floating right above the clouds here by about 9 o'clock. <laughs> It'll be an interesting morning. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me get off the bunny trail. I just went down and uh, talked to you, Dave. Well, and again, thanks. For, thanks for coming in, Dave. So tell me about Big Cork Vineyards. Where Where is it? And, and tell me about it. Rod, we're a winery in Maryland, in Washington County, Maryland. It's only about... Uh, about a thirty-minute drive from here. Mm-hmm. We're near Boonesboro. Oh yeah! Now that now you're talking Boonesboro, right? Right, right. like Boone's Farm. The old wine. <laughs> Boone, remember that? I never remember thought that about old Boone's Farm. Yeah, yeah. Annie Green Springs. Yeah, I never thought about uh-huh. that. But uh, we're a l- fairly large winery down there, and we've got about thirty acres planted. Thirty-eight acres planted. We were just awarded the Governor's Cup yesterday in Annapolis for the best wine in Maryland. So we're real proud of that. Wow, that's fantastic. The best wine in Maryland, and it's right here local. Sweet. All right. Well, how long have you guys been in business, Dave? Well, Big Cork has been in business since 2011 when the vineyards were first planted. However, our building opened up uh, in 2015. Of course, prior to that, I've been a winemaker in the Mid-Atlantic area for really a total of almost 35 years now, mainly in Virginia, and the last 10 years here in Maryland. Oh, that's fantastic. So when when people ask you what you do, you say, I'm a winemaker. Is that Well, pretty- sometimes I say I'm a winemaker. Sometimes I say I'm a production manager at a vineyard. So it kind of uh-huh. just depends on. But basically, I'm in charge of production, which is growing grapes, uh, managing the vineyard crew, and all of the winemaking from the vineyard actually to the bottle. Oh, okay. Well, this is really interesting stuff to me. So I'm going to ask you a lot of Q&A here just to find out about this whole deal. So 38 acres are planted. You planted them in what? You said 2012? Was that 2011, but we we plant a little bit every year. We planted 22 acres originally, and now we have 38. Okay. And then how many, you can harvest that the next year to start making wine, or how's that work? I'm not familiar with grapes. Right. Well, it takes about three years to actually get a crop. Maybe like an apple tree or a peach tree. It takes a few years for the roots to get down and the trunks to be established. But in the third year, we can harvest grapes, and our yields generally are about three tons per acre. So at 38 
acres, we can yield about 100 and say 140, 150 tons of grapes for winemaking. Wow, well, that's fantastic. So once they start making, then they just keep they keep making. It's not like it's a one harvest and then okay. After three years, it just keeps producing. And and every year we get a crop, and uh, depending on the vintage, could be a great year or sometimes not so great. But here in this this part of the uh, Mid Atlantic, most years are very very good for grape growing and winemaking. Wouldn't have thought that. Wouldn't have thought that. It's just the gift that keeps on giving and the grapes. All right. right. Well, yeah, That I, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. I'm surprised that you have such a yield and, and such a good product here in Maryland, or I'm almost thinking Pennsylvania, when most of the stuff you hear about is all West Coast. I mean, that, well, from what I, I mean, we have some local, but I mean, you hear a lot about the, the really good stuff around whatever. the world anymore. There are wine growing regions everywhere. Oh, okay, um, most of the regions in the temperate re- growing areas of the world can grow grapes, different varieties. You travel Italy from north to south, and there's grapes all the way down. The same with France, Spain, Germany. Same here in the states, we can grow grapes, especially here where we are. It's not too hot as it would be down south or too cold that the mm-hmm. vines couldn't survive. So right here in the mid-Atlantic, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, we're in the sweet spot, and we can mm. grow all of these world-class grapes that uh, people like to buy, like Chardonnay and Viognier and Cabernet, those sorts of wines. Wow, that's fantastic. I didn't did know that. So let's get back to your event from yesterday, and, and I I'll, uh, just want to touch on it. So how'd that come about? You went to this, there's a tasting or something? or Right, well, there are wine competitions, and in Maryland, there are two competitions that are sponsored every year by the Maryland Wineries Association. One is the Comptroller's Cup, mm-hmm. and one is the Governor's Cup. And yeah. yesterday, we were awarded the Governor's Cup. Actually, we've won it now twice, and the Comptroller's Cup now three times so we're establishing quite a trend in award-winning wine at big cork vineyards wow you sure are that's a pretty big deal then for only being around basically you've been harvesting grapes for five years because you said you planned in 11 takes three years so five six years that, you've been harvesting that's grapes about right and yep. making wine mm-hmm. and you're winning winning awards and con- continuously that's fantastic so let me know how many how many employees you have there harvesting these. Well, in the vineyard, we have about five or six uh, men and women that tend to the grapes all year long. This time of year, they're pruning the grapes, and through the season, they're tending to the vines. And then harvest is in the fall. Huh? We have quite a front of the house staff because we're a very popular venue for people coming out on the weekends, wanting to get away, mm-hmm. do some wine tasting. We have a large open area of grass where kids play and dogs will run. So we've become very popular. So we have a number of employees out in the front that are taking care of our guests also. Okay. Well, I've got a lot more questions about wine because I I, I actually, I'll have a beer every now and again, but I'm not really a wine guy at all. And so I do have a lot more questions. We're going to be, we're going to get right back with Dave here. We're going to have to step away for a quick break. We're here with Dave Collins, and he's with Big Cork Vineyards, and they are the Governor Cup winner here in Maryland. All right. Last couple of years, he just won yesterday. That's a big deal. So you would definitely want to check them out. They're right here near Boonesboro and Roarsville, Maryland. So we'll be right back with Dave. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is my town. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line. This is Rod Hawker, and uh, you're, we're listening to Dave Collins here. He's with Big Cork Vineyards, and they're right here in Roarsville, near, near Boonesboro. And I'm really getting quite an education. I've got 38 acres planted in, in grapes, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm having a good time learning about this. Dave, how are these things harvested? I mean, is it hand-picked or what? what well, Rod, everything at the farm is hand-picked. Okay. Uh, the, we pick the grapes cluster by cluster. The grapes will grow in a cluster just like you might see in a, in a grocery store. Hmm. And, of course, the timing of the harvest is one of the most critical things for quality winemaking. So I will test the grapes as we get closer to harvest on a daily basis. I'll bring the grapes into the laboratory and test the chemistry, but I'll also... And most importantly, taste the grapes as they develop. Taste the sugars, the acids, the flavors, and the aromas so that we can determine the exact precise time to pick the grapes. Oh, so it's that uh, that must have a chem- that much chemistry involved here. I mean, you you kind of taste them, and then when you get, it gets close, you do it like every day, or I mean, and then you say, "Hey, tomorrow's the day we pay." I mean, <laughs> just kind of amazing. We grow about 15 different varieties, and each variety oh, ripens at its okay. own times. So, for example, the white grapes will generally be harvested first, and we will determine the time, say, if we're picking Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. We'll go through and pick the grapes one by one, as I said, and we'll be sorting them in the vineyard. Some grapes will go in the box, but there might be some clusters that we'll have to sort out, and they don't meet our quality standards. After the grapes are picked and put in the picking boxes, they will be refrigerated overnight mm-hmm. so that in the morning of the next day, they can be processed cold and fresh. Mm. So, and how they process then? I was going to say, you, got this, you must have a big cooler, first off, to stock all these grapes into. We do. We, yeah. we can store about 10 or 12 tons. Oh, Wow overnight and uh-huh. in the morning for me that's 20,000 pounds i'm pretty sharp there it's 2,000 pounds in a ton guy okay i saw a guy was over here his <laughs> no he wasn't that's that's a lot of great 20,000 pounds is big yeah i saw you with your calculator over yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah so yeah so how's that work then well in the morning as i said we pick the grapes the day before and we'll mm-hmm. chill the grapes in the morning we'll bring them out and we will Put the grapes through another sorting process. The grapes will be dumped onto a table where they are shaken, and we'll have a team of people inspecting the grapes berry by berry, and again, pulling out any leaves or sticks or maybe any unwanted berries. And then the grapes, if they're white grapes, they'll be crushed and destemmed and then pressed. And the juice that falls out of the press is what we pump into the winery for fermentation. Now, how do you, wow, that's fan, I mean, that's labor intense. So when you say about, you know, you got all these grapes laid out and people going through them, picking out stems and bad ones and all that. So then how are they crushed? Well, we have German machinery, and they're very, it's very precise machinery that will um, just, there's a series of beater bars that the grapes will fall through, the clusters will, and the berries will be taken off the stems, or the rachis, as it's called, and the rachis is the stem, and the rachis will be removed, and the grapes themselves will fall down through a chamber where they're crushed, and um, they will be pumped from there to the press. When you say crushed, so it's like I envision this big metal 
uh, cylinder thing that comes down on top of no. not the people stomping on them like you see in the old days. <laughs> what I actually think of when you say about pressing. Yeah, yeah. Grapes, I, I just uh, <laughs> they're stomping around. <laughs> so how how's that work, Dave? Well, we what don't we don't press them with our feet anymore. Yeah, well, right? that, good job. <laughs> I'm glad. Quality control. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So what, well, what, is it a, what kind of a machine does the, the, uh, There's two different machines. The, the crusher is one machine, and the press is the second machine. The, the crusher will destem, and it's a very light crush. It's actually the berries will fall through just, just barely popped. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually fall out of the machinery, and they'll look like berries, but they'll be just slightly crushed. Mm-hmm. And then the press is what actually does the pressing Mm-hmm. And the removal of the juice. Okay, and then the juice. Go- and then the juice goes into a firm. What, what what happens next? Well, we'll pump the juice into the into the winery because we will do all this processing outside mm-hmm. um, under our covered crush pad. And inside the winery, the juice will be pumped into a refrigerated tank. Mm-hmm. So these stainless steel tanks are refrigerated, and that will allow the juice to settle. And a lot of the solids will fall out, fall to the bottom, like you might expect uh, apple cider in your refrigerator. The solids will fall down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then after a few days, we will take the clear juice on the top and remove that to another tank. And that'll be the clean, high-quality juice that we use for fermentation and winemaking. Wow. Oh, right. Man, I'll tell you what, this is pretty interesting stuff. Uh, man, oh, man. And you, you've been doing this for a good while, obviously, because you're pretty smart because you're winning awards. So well. it's great stuff. Uh, well, we're running out of time here. It's 749 in the morning. Uh, Dave, in case you just joined us, Dave Collins here. He's a winemaker, and he's with Big Cork Vineyards. And, uh, Dave, do you have a store, I guess, then? Let's just get into how people can access your product because it it sounds absolutely wonderful. The best thing, Rod, is for just to come out and see us. We've got a beautiful spot, a 100-acre farm, 38 acres of grapes. Uh, We've got wonderful views of South Mountain and the very uh, northern edge of the Blue Ridge, and we're on a beautiful knoll right in between. And... You can check us out on, on the web, of course, bigcorkvineyards.com. We've got a great website. Come out and see us. We're open, let's see, we're open Thursday through Monday, okay. 11 to 5, and we have music every weekend. Oh, really? And, and we have yeah. events on Saturdays and Sundays, and uh, we just love to see you. Come on out and yeah, give cool. Us a try. So it's just, uh, I guess, just really strict art and a kick up now with your entertainment and uh, the outside stuff as the weather warms up. Right, Rod. We also have a, a, a music series in the summertime. We have we have uh, three or four large concerts in our amphitheater oh. that does, has become very popular. Wow, I tell you what, I, this is a, awesome. Uh, well, it's 7.51. We're running out of time here, Dave. But in case you just joined us and you like what you're hearing, Dave Collins here. He's a wine master winemaker, and he's with Big Cork Vineyards. And you can find them at bigcorkvineyards.com, right local here near Boonesboro in Roarsville. So uh, check them out. And, boy, I tell you, I learned a lot about making wine, Dave. Thanks a lot. Thanks for bringing the sample in. And, uh, and every, hey, we didn't tap it. We didn't tap it, guys. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to 100 Point.